Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. Tonight, we are playing Sneaky Witches by M. Allen Hall. Everything was fine until that coven moved in. You're a witch with a witchy name. You live in a swamp. Life has been pleasantly wretched for some time. But three full moons ago, a coven moved in across the swamp from you. Their influence has been creeping into your territory. You cannot let this stand. You know the ritual. It's not that difficult. It does require some rare components, however. Components that you can only find in the parts of the swamp where that coven is now operating. To get caught in their territory will be a death sentence. Or at least a life as a newt sentence. You have a plan. You will sneak across the swamp, collect the necessary components, steal something from their lair to focus the ritual. You will do it all under the cover of darkness, and you will do it before the next full moon. So, Sneaky Witches is a game where we are going to be sneaking through this lovely little hex here and attempt to find some components in order to banish this rival coven. The game will be played over the course of three nights. Every round will last one hour. Every night will last eight hours. We will start off in our hut. And for that first hour, we will be able to move or creep ahead. And then we have the option to either creep ahead or search for components. Now, you can only do one per hour. So the first hour is kind of a freebie. You get to move ahead and search or move ahead twice, but for every subsequent one, you can only either move or search. If you decide to creep ahead, then you just move on to the adjacent hex. But if you're searching for components, you're going to roll a D6. And if that D6 is less than or equal to your zone number, congratulations, you find the component. Go ahead and roll on the component table and see what you get. If it doesn't, unfortunately, you don't find anything. Regardless of whatever you do, at the end of your turn, you're going to do a sneakiness check. You're going to check your sneakiness. And that, you're going to roll 2d6. Now, if both dice are less than or equal to your zone number, then you are not so sneaky. And you check a block on the not-so-sneaky table. And that does have some fun little prompts on it to respond to. At that point, you just keep on creeping forward and back. Now, remember, you do need to get to your hut before the end of the eighth hour. If you don't, then you are caught. However, if you do make it back to your hut before the end of the night, then you have two options that you can do. You can either roll a D6 and uncheck that many items from your not-so-sneaky list, or you can perform a ritual from the ritual list. And to perform a ritual back at your hut, you're going to use the components you've collected to perform the ritual. Check your book of rituals for the effects and required ingredients. You may only perform one per day. Now for your banishment ritual to end the game, that will be at the end of the third night. If you do not have the necessary components by then, you have failed. And the coven will surely come knocking before you get another chance. For your component list, you do have six items that you can find as well as a 2d6 table. 
for some weirdness or oddities that happens when you go to pluck it. And for your rituals, there are four rituals that you can do. Banishment, of course, being the key endgame that we need. For all eternity, the target of the spell must use every waking moment to move further away from you. But this is going to cost nine components plus a special component that the target treasures found in the Coven's Lair. For the other rituals you have, you have a Potion of Invisibility that costs one component. Consuming the potion at the beginning of a round for the next three hours, roll an extra D6 on Check Your Sneakiness. All those dice must be less than or equal to the zone number to count as not so sneaky. You can enchant a Broom of Flying, which allows you to move two hexes for every creep ahead for one night only, and that costs two components. And then you have Summon a Helpful Helper. For the rest of the game, roll 2d6 when you search for components, and you can find two components in one round. But this does cost three components. And that is the basic rules. This is just a one-page game. It was part of the one-page RPG jam over on itch.io. So, very simple set of rules. Unfortunately, this is one of those games where you do need to have a strategy. And we're going to lay that out a little bit right here. Because the rival coven is six hexes away. It would take us six hours to get there. And that's not including getting back. So, right off the bat, we know that we need to be able to move 12 hexes in eight hours. So obviously we need a broom of flying. Plus, when you look at the amount of components that you need, you need 10 components for the banishment and two for the broom. So that's 12. We only have 16 hours and some of those are going to have to be spent moving. So we will potentially benefit from helpful helper as well. So that is our game plan. That is what our witchy witch is going to be doing. Oh, Witch Hazel will be her name. Nice little throwback for you classic Looney Tunes fans. But with that, let's go ahead and dive on into the game. <laughs> These silly little witches, they think that they can move into my swamp, but I have something for them. All right, and we're going to go ahead and move into our first hex. And actually, we're going to go ahead and move two hexes. All right. So we've started off. We've crept ahead twice. We are now in zone two. And that is the end of our first hour of night one. So now we need to roll our 2d6 on our sneakiness table. And we got a three and a four. So we are still being sneaky. All right. So next up, we are going to creep ahead into zone three. Just because a 50% chance is better than trying to roll under a 2. But unfortunately, that's everything we can do for this hour because we are being sneaky. We don't want those other witches to find out what we're doing. Rolling on our sneakiness table again, we got a 4 and a 5. So we are still being successfully sneaky. But that closes out hour 2. It is now hour 3. And now, we're going to search for components. And I got a three. Outstanding. So we found our first component. Rolling a five for the component list. It is an animal. 
that changes color to match what it's touching. So this is going to be a lizard. We're going to find we found ourselves a little bit of a lizard. Ah, yes, the camouflaging lizard. Just what we need. Just what we need. And now we roll our sneaky and we got a five and a two. So that was close, but we are still sneaky. And that ends our three. Now we are going to continue to search in this area because I got two hours left before I have to start heading home. And I got a five, which means we don't find anything searching around. We haven't found anything else. Luckily for our sneak check, we rolled double sixes, which means we are still sneaky. But that closes out hour four. So for hour five, one more search for components and no dice. We rolled a four. Luckily, we passed our sneak check. All right. So unfortunately, we have to start heading back. So for hour six, we're creeping our way back home. And we successfully pass our sneak with another double six for zone two. Closing out hour six. We are in zone one now. And I did bad math. So you know what? We're going to go for it. We're going to see if we can find anything here. Oh, we do not. We rolled a two for zone run. So we don't find anything. Searching for components. But we do pass our sneak check. That ends hour seven. Hour eight, we return home. So we have closed out our first night and we have only found one item. We are not looking good for the home team. I gotta hope that I gotta hope that this next night's gonna be better. All right, so moving on to night two. Again, we are going to move two, move into zone two. Gonna check our sneak, and our sneak is good. So that closes out hour one. We're going to cross into zone three, and that is all that we can do. But unfortunately for us, we rolled a three and a one, so we were not so sneaky. So we're going to mark one box on our not so sneaky. A raven flies overhead. Does it serve the other coven? It's been a long time since I've seen ravens in these parts. I wonder, is it here because they are here? Did they send it? Do they try to spy on me? Nah, it can't be, <laughs> is it? But unfortunately for us, that is how we end hour two. Hour three, we're gonna sneak into zone four because we need, we need better odds. But once again, we're gonna roll for our sneak and we got a one and a four. We got another not so sneaky. Our luck seems to be turning. That's a lie we haven't had luck to begin with. We notice footprints in the mud. They're fresh. Has someone noticed yours? Now, they could be out. They could be tracking me, but why would they? I am rather close, but it might be nothing. It might be me. It might be nothing. We must be careful. And that is how we end hour three. All right. For hour four, we finally get to try to find a component. And of course, I roll a five. And another three and four, so another tick on the not-so-sneaky. You hear the rustle of movement. You hide. Did someone see you? I knew I shouldn't have been checking around when I saw those fresh tracks. Shh, with Hazel, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. 
They haven't seen me yet, have they? Curse these witches. And that is the end of hour four. And unfortunately, with that, we need to start heading back. So we move back into zone three. So hopefully our rolls go better. They do. We have not been caught. On hour six, we have moved into zone two. Ooh, good thing we left zone three because we just rolled double threes. Luckily, it holds up for zone two. Moving back into zone one for hour seven. Once again, our sneak holds and we return home. So at the end of night two, we have collected precisely one component. So now the question is, do we rage against the coming spell or do we accept our fate? And I think we're going to have to accept our fate as we know mathematically we cannot do what we need to do on night three. We are unable to gather the components that we need for the potion. And it would seem that our activities have not gone unnoticed. Apparently our tracks were found. That's why we heard the rustle. They were searching for us that night. And it is not long before we hear the knock on our door. And then the incessant banging before a flash of light and we are staring up at what was once very normal sized furniture, but is now giant in its appearance. And we find ourselves, we find ourselves at the same height as the lizard still waiting patiently in its cage as we have been turned into a newt. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get better from this. But that's Sneaky Witches. So this is a fun game. I do like this. I do like the concept. It is a very fun, very cute concept. It does remind me a lot of Swamp Troll Witches, which is another crafting game where you need to search for the components in order to conduct your spells. Only with that one, you're selling them on the night market. With this, you're trying to banish another coven. But I do like this game. I do like the conceit of it. I do like the the concept, and the world that has been built. It's a very easy game to pick up. It's a very easy game to play. Again, it is a one-page RPG. Not a lot of rules, not a lot to have to figure out. So this is definitely something that you can just pick up and run. And as you saw, a game is not going to take you very long. Now, I don't like games that are super hard to win. Me personally. I know some people go for that. And it's, it's funny that I say that because... I do like Wretched and Alone games, which those games are not designed to be won either. But at least with the story prompting element of that, you do get a you do get some type of narrative sense. And you know it's gonna end and you know that it's going to end poorly. So you can build this narrative leading up to that. This you don't really have that. So yeah, I would say my biggest complaint is the fact that you know halfway through the game whether or not you're going to win. And I don't know if it's just adding some more knights. You know, adding a couple more knights might be the difference to that. So by, by all means, when you're playing, add a couple more knights. You know, give yourself a, give yourself a chance. And if you're going to add more knights, don't change anything to anything else. Leave the not-so-sneaky counter as is. Leave everything else as is. Just add a couple more knights to see you know, 
if you can even give yourself a chance. Because again, you need 10 components just for the banishment spell. And the only way to get the 10th component is to get a broom so that you can get to the witch's shack, the rival coven shack, and back. So that is 12 components necessary to win. And you have 24 available slots. 24 available time slots. Except you don't because you have to move. Like you can either move or you can search. And I do like I do like the moving and searching being separate actions. Because again, you're sneaking around. So yes, it's going to take you an hour to creep into the next area. It's going to take you an hour to try and find something useful. But yeah, once you're once you're looking at 24 slots and you need to hit on 12 of them. That means you only have 12 movement slots. And that's not a lot. <laughs> that is not a lot of time. I mean, I guess you have 15 movement slots because you can double move on the first hour. But yeah, that doesn't give you that doesn't give you a whole lot of leeway for this stuff. Especially considering six out of those 15 slots you have are getting to the rival coven and back. So that's what seven movements for night one and two that you can do in order to find 13 components. That's rough. That is very rough. The dice have to go your way a lot. So yeah, add some extra nights. Long-winded way of me saying that. But outside of that, Great game, really fun, really enjoy it. Again, I like the way they divided up the hexes into zones and how your roles are based on the zones. It makes a whole lot of sense. The closer you get to the rival coven, the easier it is, the more to get spotted, you know, the more dangerous it is. That is a great little bit of building in there. Really, really enjoyed that, really like that. I like the... I like the searching and the crafting bit, the component bit. Not a lot of not a lot of games do a lot with components and crafting. And I got it. It can be crafting is always hit or miss in games. It's there's just a level of accounting basically that it turns into. But having something like this where, you know, it's the sole focus of the game makes it really nice. And this is definitely a great way to use that. This is a great little mini game if you just want to toss it into one of your larger campaigns. Because again, it's not going to take that long. You can roll through like you can roll through this with some serious RP in 30, 45 minutes. You know, as long as you're not getting as long as you're not getting bogged down in the RP that is not part of the game. So great mini game to toss into your larger campaigns or, you know, just a fun little thing to play by yourself when you got a half hour, you know, you're sitting there stuck at the doctor's office or whatever, waiting to be waiting to be seen for something. You know, you're stuck at the DMV waiting for your number to be called. You know, all this takes is two dice and a little bit of paper. And 
what's great is when you pick up the game, they have printable play sheets. So a one page designed as a trifold folds up very nicely into a nice little pamphlet. B you got the printable play sheets that also don't take up much space. It's actually divided up into, it divides the paper up into thirds. So you could print off a play sheet, cut it in three. A, that's three games. B, it'll fit in your pamphlet. So very great, very great options for just keeping it accessible. At that point, all you need is 2D6, which, you know, dice rolling apps, those are perfectly fine. You know, go ahead and use those. But yeah, great game, fun game, highly enjoyable, and a great way to kick off your spooky season. So if you would like to pick up Sneaky Witches, you can find it at m-allen-hall at itch.io slash witches. And you can get it for the low, low price of $1, which is a very good deal on this. So go pick it up. If you do, make sure you tell them that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or RPG. You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at bddc underscore pod, or you can email us at blackdragondungeoncompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.